All right, good day, good people. Um, today is going to be like a very special episode. Um, I am naming this episode She is Boss. I'm sitting across from a little mini mogul. Um, she is a boss in the making. Um, she does have a couple of businesses and some other stuff that she has going on. So, again, this has been a long time in the making. She's been pushing me to to start this, to do this, to hold me accountable. And it's been since March, or April, May, June. So that's three months. And to have her on my my re-up, on my re-up podcast game, you know, she here. Um, just to give you some some warning there's going to be a lot of laughter a lot of laughter in this in this good old episode so um she is boss she is boss so this is going to encourage and empower and educate all of the women out there that are looking to start their own business or just a boss up in life um so i'm gonna let her introduce herself um you know because i ain't worthy you know just like john with jesus I ain't worthy to introduce her. So go ahead. Who is she? Because she is boss. You are funny. <laughs> but hi, everyone. My name is Christiane Joan. I am the CEO and co founder of an awesome organization called Gem and Me. It is a girls' mentoring program where we help girls find their inner value and. Um, I also help people find or get their LLC and their 501c3 status under the name (laughs) Christiane Joy. And then also on the side, I sell a little bit of clothes on Poshmark under Thrifty Chrissy. And I'm a wife. Boss. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) And I'm Marcus's friend. That's a full-time job in itself. Yes. You know, because I... Yes, I need good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yes. You are the people you keep. I know. I know. So we've we've known each other for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thousand and nine at Kent State. Mm-hmm. Um, we I think officially met at a Christian conference mm-hmm. in PA mm-hmm. um, called Jubilee, and um, ever since then we've been rocking. And tell tell the people a little bit about that first encounter, like. Your first impression of me my first impression well first we we are both sarcastic people indeed and sarcasm doesn't always come off the best when you're first meeting somebody so i was a little turned off at first <laughs> we thank the lord for jesus right well we thank him for second chances <laughs> and third so here we are <laughs> So we had similar friends. So it was a group of what, like 20 or so of us that was in the Bible study. And we went out to PA for that conference. But it was probably about six or seven of us. And we had mutual friends. That's when we were kind of like in the same circle. And like I said, we were both sarcastic. So I think we was kind of turning each other off. Like, who is this smart mouth person? Yeah. (laughs) All day. All day. And people were even looking at us like, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when we got back to Kent, 
we had exchanged numbers for some reason at the conference and you had texted me and I think it just kind of like cleared the air of, yeah. you know I'm just kidding it's like okay well let's just be friends yeah. and we've been rocking ever since we here now <laughs> we thank the lord for, for second third fourth and fifth ch- chances we ain't need that many we did, did we? no no <laughs> no we didn't but nonetheless we here um, and I think in that in that period of time we've we've grown mm-hmm. um, as individuals we've grown um, as friends um, you, you tell me things that I don't want to hear at times about myself <laughs> no, that's real. and I'm pretty sure I tell you certain things about yourself that mm-hmm. you don't want to hear mm-hmm. and I think to have people in your corner to be like yo you need to get your ish together. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, all right, like I hear you. And yeah. So I'll give you all like a little bit of background as to how I started this podcast. Um, before I I even launched it, I threw the idea um, to, to Christian. And we kind of like sat in her, her living room mm-hmm. and just kind of like brain dumped a lot of ideas like topics, how I was going to do it. Um, so she's probably like one of the most instrumental people to kind of help me um, get this off the ground. Um, and especially with accountability. When I did like my first one, she's like, all right, that's good. You did that one. Um, and I think it was like maybe two weeks after she sent me a text. It's like, um, so when is the next episode coming? <laughs> I'm like, hold up, let me let me live in this glory for a minute. She's like, you lived in, like let's move. And so after I got that, we uh, I had episode two, and then after episode two, I did a bonus episode. Like bang bang, we here. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we had. You know, episode three, mm-hmm. and then we took a break, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "What's really good? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get back on it." And so, who other than to kick off my my relaunch um, after taking a break? Then, then Christian. Well, I do what I can, you know. Yeah, you know, she said, "I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can." <laughs> but I told y'all, y'all gonna have a lot of laughter up in this in this good old episode. So. As again, like my my reasoning to have her on here is to kind of talk about her levels and her growth and her steps to um, to be a boss. And I'm not just saying like boss is more so of like bossing people around or whatever. It's kind of like taking ownership and responsibility of of life. Um, like even though you have been knocked down, how do you boss up and be like tell like look look. You got me one good time, or two, or three, but I'm about to boss up and get all my ducks in a row, have my community behind me, and have my people behind me, and we're about to go ahead and take you by surprise. So this is what this episode is going to be about, Um, talk about her, her ups and her downs, and her her highs and her lows, and everything um, from education, from business, to relationships to marriage and what she has coming up so we will be right back all right peace
we are back um, into our our episode with Christian Joy, CEO and co-founder of Jim and Me, um, Thrifty Christie on Poshmark, mm-hmm. um, selling clothes, and Christian Joy to help everyone get their LLC and 501c3. Yes, 501c3. Yeah. So again, boss moves. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go back um, 2009 and our time in Kent. And let's talk a little bit about like, how did you kind of get started? So what what's your degree in? Well, my bachelor's is in fashion merchandising. Mm-hmm. When I graduated from high school, I just knew I wanted to be in the fashion industry in some, like, some way, some form. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to own clothing stores, shoe stores, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I knew I couldn't draw. And I found out about like the other side of fashion. So, you know, I can't draw or so still can't. <laughs> <laughs> but learning about the business side of things and I found out that you know Kent State was is the top school for fashion in the region. Mm-hmm. And it was just so conveniently only an hour away. Get that good in state tuition too. Yes, yes, yes. Please students think about that in in state tuition. And <laughs> that, that, that's real. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it just made sense that, you know, that's where I went. Um, when you and I met, like, I was at the tail end of the degree. You know, I was in my last semester. And then when I graduated, I, I decided to stay in Cleveland. Well, like, that's just kind of like how things happen. So I did retail for a little bit mm-hmm. and I hated it. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I always said if I ever did retail again, it was going to be like for my store mm-hmm. and with what I wanted to do, like not working for anybody else. And I st- actually still want to have a shoe store, maybe a little bit down the line. Boss. Besides the point. <laughs> but um, I was working at this store and very busy store and folding the same t-shirt 50 times in a day was just not what I wanted to do. It it wasn't, not at all. So I was actually on my way to a friend's house after work one day and I I started to complain. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate my job, I don't want to be here. And she says, well, did you ever ask God what he wanted you to do? Oh, that's heavy. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I never asked God what he wanted me to do. Right. I always asked him, you know, about my own stuff, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But we know that God is a gentleman who's not going to impose himself on you. True. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, really. And I just sat there, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> so simple, but so heavy at the same time. And she pointed out how mentoring girls and always giving advice just seemed so innate and so natural. And that literally changed the direction of my life in that very moment. So I was, at the time, um, my job was in Akron. But she lived in Kent, but I actually lived in Cleveland. So, you know, I had that 45-minute drive home. And on that drive home, 
the idea of Gemini was downloaded mm -hmm. into me. And it was raining very hard that day. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, it was so, it was raining so hard on the highway. I was about to pull over cause like, I couldn't see. Uh -huh. And I remember guiding him like, no, keep going. Uh -huh. But I'm like, I, I literally can't see. Can it you. was dark. Lord, I can't see. I couldn't see. And he told me, this is how your life is going to be. And I said, excuse me? Because mm -hmm. no, I, that's how I talk to God. Huh? I said, mm -hmm. repeat that. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is how your life is going to be. You're going to have to listen to my voice. And you're not going to see where you're going. Wow. Focus. And whenever I like start to get discouraged, I have to remember about him saying that. It's like him instantly just downloading everything of Jim and me, what it's supposed to be to me, like in a 45 minute drive. So even though like Jim and me hasn't even manifested everything that is even going to be at yeah. this point, like I have so many things I still have not done. Yeah. Like, he still told that he would do through this organization. Wow. Like, that's that's really interesting, too, because I'll, I'll share this little bit of um, nugget. Like, I was in the shower this morning and getting ready, and sometimes that's, like, where God kind of, like, speaks to me a little bit more calmly. Mm -hmm. um, it's because, like, there's no distractions or whatever. Um, but I just remember him so clearly this morning. He was like, as as you feel the rain or as you feel the water run down on you, that's how much and that's how constant my glory falls on you. And it's so interesting, too, like you share that story mm -hmm. about like him saying you driving in the rain. And this is how your life is going to be. But with him, like, putting you in in a car on the freeway, driving, and instantly hearing him mm -hmm. in rain. And it's so crazy because water calms us down. Mm -hmm. And it soothes us to be like, my mind is racing. And so the whole thing about it, even though you can't see how your life is supposed to go. It's like his rain, his word, his water, his voice is guiding us. We're like, yo, if you if you stay in me, like if you let my word, my water, like engulf you, like I've got you, no matter what, like so what you driving on the freeway, it's like it's just, you're like, huh, I don't want this happening. But and I think that's I think that's crucial for a lot of um, people that's doing like startups. Um, to always talk to God, but then also listen. Yeah. Because um, I think that's that's key and that's crucial because you can always do so much. And you already mentioned like, yo, what am I going to do? Like, what's next? What's next? And I'm pretty sure you kind of got frustrated before your friend asked you that question. Like, um, no, I ain't asking. So, so how has that been since that day? It has also had ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, about 2010. Mm -hmm. And Jim and me has been going on for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. So there was quite a gap of time yeah. in that. And in that gap of time, I went to school. I earned my master's in nonprofit administration from John Carroll. Mm -hmm. And 
I was, um, I reunited with my, the co-founder. She's a good friend of mine. We were at college roommates at Ken. And like, um, I was working at a other nonprofit in the area, you know, getting experience. And I think a lot of people, when they get an idea, they want to jump straight to doing the business. Mm-hmm. But you actually gain a lot from working at another like organization. So, of course, don't steal the trademark details or anything like that. But you want to gain experience. But I was working there and kids are funny. They say funny things, they do funny things, and every once in a while I will post something on Facebook that a kid would say or do. And Penny, she reached out to me, and she said, hey, I see you work with kids, do you want to meet sometime? Because she was looking to move into that same like kind of thing as well. And so I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then Penny, at this, the time, I she may only had her bachelor's. Maybe she had her master's by then. But at this level, she right now she's a master's level um, social worker and a therapist. So, you know, our backgrounds really work together. But um, we met. We had the same ideas of what we wanted to do as far as, like, helping girls and really mentoring and getting them to know their true value and everything like that. And so that also relieved a lot of pressure because it's a lot when you're trying to do something this big alone. Mm-hmm. And um, having a partner and somebody that you can like, you know, just balance out, like it, it really, really helps. So having a partner is like a big plus in this. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, but you mentioned like what's the downside sometimes yeah. when you are starting a nonprofit, it, it's hard to gain funding at first. And a lot of people will say stuff like, oh, you know, just go apply for a grant. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're helping kids, so you should be able to get a lot of donors. It doesn't always work like that. <laughs> because as a nonprofit, some people look at nonprofits, and some people do this, they just start some type of 501 to get the tax credits and to just kind of siphon the money, you know, back around to themselves. So it takes a while to get a credible reputation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people know that whatever money that they are investing in your organization, that is actually going to the cause. Right. And we, I think it took about, I don't know, maybe about two or so years to actually even get a good donation size. But at the same time, I wouldn't take it back because we have a strong reputation. Mm -hmm. We actually do the work. We're not siphoning the money back in our pockets. Everything that people donate, whether people donate items or money, it goes straight towards the girl's benefit. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my things. Whenever I'm going to do something, I'm doing it with integrity, period. I'm not going to borrow anything. And, like, it's... There's other organizations that are not doing the same, but if I'm, I know that God has His hand on this, right? And so I'm going to do my part to walk in integrity, so that His hand's not off this. Indeed. So, so um, when when so when you and Penny came mm-hmm. and talked about like the the mission and the vision, um, did doubt ever cross your mind to the point like, yo, there are other Nonprofits that's doing the same thing, and 
don't want us to be compared to that. So, like, did that ever come into your mind? It does, uh, still to this day, because I know personally other women in the Cleveland area that are doing similar work, but they're not Jim and me, Mm -hmm. just like I am not them. And something that you told me earlier on is that girls are going to be attracted to this organization because of us. I and Penny, we carry ourselves in a certain way, and then we're going to, the girls that are for us are going to come to us. The girls that are for organization A, Mm -hmm. they're going to go to that for that particular reason, same with organization B. The same way Nike and Adidas aren't competing. Like, they're competing because, like, they're in the same market, but people that like Nikes are going to buy Nikes. Mm -hmm. People that like Adidas are going to buy Adidas. A lot of people don't do both. Mm -hmm. And I have to stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody else may start a book club or they may be trying to start something in the same neighborhood as me, and and it may sound arrogant, but you're not me. And I I say that as humbly as possible because I'm really not, you know, a boastful person. But I have to be confident in what the curriculum and everything that my organization is doing. Um, so how, since we're talking about like boss moves mm-hmm. or whatever, um, speak to like a person that, or a young lady that's trying to start their, their own business, whether it be like an online boutique, whether it be a nonprofit, whether it be lashes, like step into now the CEO of Jimmy Me, but then also talk about like the brand ambassador or you know, your LLC program. So, like, how would you talk to that particular young lady? I would say, first and foremost, you need to be passionate about whatever that field that you're going into. Don't go into lashes because your friend went into lashes. Mm -hmm. Your friend has a passion for it, so she's going to succeed. Because if you don't have a passion for whatever it is, whether it's nails, clothes, microphones like whatever Mm. you're gonna run out of steam and the money won't satisfy you so a have that passion over whatever you're trying to sell even if you're trying to whatever for-profit non-profit you need to have a passion next i would say that um no do some research Mm. figure out what's going to be the best moves for you if you're going to do wholesale Obviously, if you know whatever you're selling, wholesale will be the best. Um, I will also tell you to get your LLC status. I think a lot of people move past that one because it's not something that you see. Mm-hmm. But when you have your LLC status, then you can get your tax credits and stuff like that. Right. Um, talk to an accountant, please. <laughs> <laughs> but everything that's a taxable business related expense you can get some of that money back but if you don't have that then you may be missing out on stuff like that and social media of course is super big and to keep pushing me and you are accountable to each other have somebody that you can call and be frustrated with even if you have to have a partner like me and Penny are partners and me and her will call each other sometimes like um I'm frustrated yeah and this is why 
and I could let it all out. But if you don't have anybody to do that with, then you you may quit. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this too about having someone that you are accountable to and or for is that you are not going to like what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're that person that's on the other end um, listening to your friend vent, it's okay. Let them vent. Mm-hmm. Let them get that out. Hear what they have to say. But what's also important is that if they're connected to, you know, Christ, mm-hmm. because, like, it's great to have that person that like listening to you and sometimes they might give you the advice coming from a like their personal experience which is not bad but then once they have like that like God's ear and he's listening I think that's kind of key and crucial to like any accountability partner or partnership no matter what you're doing um so like what are certain programs that you have already established through um, Jim and me? Um, well, the one, the major push right now is something that we call the selfie project. Mm-hmm. So we all know about the term selfie. You, know, mm-hmm. you take a selfie, you and your friends take a selfie. But we took that term and we're kind of flipping it a little bit. And we're using that so that the girls look at themselves through different lenses. Mm-hmm. So one week it'll be self-awareness. So you need to be aware of your strengths and your opportunities for improvement. Mm -hmm. Or another day, it may be Mm self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? What does your brain say? If you're just quiet and you're thinking, what what is your brain saying? Mm -hmm. Because you need to know about your self-talk so you know if it needs to be shifted and how it needs to be shifted. One day it could be self-hygiene. It is is it's an issue sometimes, <laughs> and you you need to know what to use and how to use it, and you know so on and so forth. Um, self esteem. The whole book is really self esteem, but it's all different portions of the self esteem. And the goal is by the end of the ten week sessions that the girl will have looked at herself through these different lenses and made the improvements that she needs to make. Um, another one of our programs that we love is called Gym TV, and that's also going to be launching later on this year. But the girls are doing a Bumps. YouTube. <laughs> Sorry. So the girls are doing a. We're they're trying to see if they're going to do a podcast or like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be talking about the topics that are pertinent to them. Mm -hmm. Because one of my big things is you choice. I can talk to you about what I think is important to you. But the girls need to tell me what's important to them. Because they they need to know that they their voices matter, Mm -hmm. really. So that I'm really looking forward to that. And that also brings in literacy. because what we are finding is a lot of girls and boys, but they don't really like to read. Mm-hmm. And when I was this age, like I love to read. I probably read more than I watch TV. Right. But reading is just not something that they do mm-hmm. really often. And when it is, it's because it's schoolwork, and so they have to do it. So the, that negative connotation kind of gets put on reading. But 
really just trying to get them to see there's so many books out here for enjoyment. You don't have to just keep reading to a textbook. But, um, audiobooks. even an audiobook, really, like listening to books will increase your literacy skills. Yeah. The most exciting thing that's coming up, though, for next month is the third annual High Tea with Jim and Me. Come on, High Tea. <laughs> and this year, our theme is Denim and Pearls, but this is our yearly fundraiser. And we have the DJ Kreese. She's going to spin on the ones and twos. One, two, 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 two. Sorry, go ahead. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. And you're going <laughs> I told y'all it was going to be some laughs. Oh, my go goodness. Ahead. And we have two of our gems talking to the parts, the people that come about how the impacts of the program, how the program has really impacted them. And we, we're going to have our products for sale. We should have our journals for sale by then. It's a self-reflective journal. So, you know, not only girls in Cleveland, but we're really trying to give Jim and me all over the United States. Right. So those will be for sale. It's, like I said, it's a self-reflective journal. So it's mm-hmm. something that people can do on their own. You don't necessarily have to come to a Jim and me meeting. Gotcha. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So Saturday, July 13th. Saturday, July 13th at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale now. It is on the website tinyurl.com slash gem t-g-e-m-t-e-a or if you wanted to follow us on Instagram Jim and me the link is in our bio so I'm, I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. I am going to what you gonna do donate thirty dollars oh you gonna sponsor something like that I'm sponsor yeah so, I'm giving you a hug. We, we're giving hugs out here, y'all. You appreciate it. Yes, Thank we, you, we Cortez. It. Oh, Marcus. It's okay. Cortez. Cortez is the middle name. We good. Like, we always, like, our names are similar. It's okay. Our names are a little bit similar. My middle name is Cortez, and her last name. Copez. Copez. So, every time, you're like, what up, Copez? You'd be like, what up, Cortez? And... Yeah, so, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, $30 to uh, support this good old cause. Thank um, you. You're just welcome, because I believe in this. Um, and I'm not just saying it, you know, for the podcast. You, know, you got to support your friends, because once you support your friends, your friends will then support you. True, true, true. True, true, um, Now, who, who are you working with? Um, like, do you guys have, like, partnerships with other organizations, with Jimmy Me? For this, the only partnership that we have is Garden Valley Neighborhood House. Mm-hmm. They've been very gracious to let us use their space over the past couple years. And really, the um, executive director, Jan Ridgeway, she has given us so much information that right. is amazing. But that's really been... The, that's our main partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we don't have any other partnerships with other organizations. Okay. 
Alright, so we're going to transition just a little bit. We're just going to stay in this this good old thing. I'm not doing no more breaks, but we're just going to stay, <laughs> stay in here. Um, so, you have your master's mm-hmm. in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your bachelor's in fashion merch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what, what do I want to ask you? Let's talk about your... As long as I've known you, you've always kind of been in and out of relationships. <laughs> like not 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 in a bad way, not in a bad way, but it's just been like relationships. You're like, yo, this person, we, we rocking, and then next thing you know, like it's over. On a mean males or females? yes, males, okay. males, not not females. Like she is married, y'all. <laughs> she loves men. I do. I do. She loves men. I don't know why I said men's like that, but sorry. Um, <laughs> but then we would like, in 10 years of friendship, mm-hmm. like, we've always called each other. Like, like I'll be like, yo, Chris, talking to this person, mm-hmm. and this person is this, and this is that. But there's always this one little thing that always kind of comes up. She's like... I don't like this girl. <laughs> like, I don't like her. And I'm like, all right. And so I listen to it. And then me is just like, all right. And, and then, then all of a sudden, what she says, the person ends up doing that. And then I call her and be like, yo, this is what's happening with this person. And she's like, I told you. I told you that's going to happen. But nonetheless, and vice versa, she's called me, mm-hmm. and and that, and I listen. I'm like, yo, this may not be a good fit, or you might just have to take a break from this person. So, out of all of the ten years we've known each other, we've always talked about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, I'm I'm still in my uh, my singleness season. Not for long. Praise the Lord Jesus. Lift up holy hands. Oh yes, we mm-hmm. thank you, God, for the singleness of God. We thank you for bringing someone who is going to be just a for me. Mm-hmm. Bless Bring his holy name. Him. Yes. Um. So ten years. Okay. And, and she's been pushing it, y'all. She be like, yeah, this person ain't it. This ain't your wife. This ain't your wife. This ain't your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so now. <laughs> You you're married. Yeah. And you've been married for four years. Correct. And now let's talk about how that relationship came about and how it has like changed you as a person, your life, business, whatever. False. I it I had to heal before I met my husband. Mm. So, when we first met, I was actually coming out of a very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I have been with that individual for five years, and he was I, he was wrong. He was just all type of wrong. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to see it, though. Uh-huh. So, people told me, but I didn't want to see how wrong he was for me. But, um, like, actually, I was thinking about taking him to court, actually, be- 
because he had like hacked my credit card and bank account. Mm-hmm. So like he was financially abusive. He was telling me all type of things of, you know, I'm the only one that's here for you. Ain't nobody else gonna love you like me. And I, I got to the point of, that's the point. Right, 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 I, I don't right. want nobody else to love, quote unquote, love me yeah. this way. So I finally got up the nerve to leave. And I, and that's, I, I didn't heal. And that's why I was in and out of different relationships and stuff. Because I didn't know how to be alone. I have been with him since I was in high school. And I, I didn't know what, and I thought I was going to marry him. I really did. But God, like he knew. And I didn't know what it was like to be single. And I was kind of scared of it, quite honestly. Me too. (laughs) So I went through this phase of just like dating whomever. People that I knew wasn't even for me, even Mm -hmm. my type. Like I dated them. Mm -hmm. And it was a couple years of that, a couple years of situationships. (laughs) Y'all should see his face. Yes. You know, the whole... I've been in those, too. You know, we we doing everything. Well, not everything, because y'all don't know. But, <laughs> but we doing what people in relationships do, but we ain't got the title. And you over here having babies over here and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Why you get that look on your face? I'm good. <laughs> Finish your story. And I got to the point of... I am tired of dating and I am not getting anywhere and God knows that I have a hint of hard-headedness mm-hmm. so I have to wear myself out and I have to get to the point of I don't want to do it no more can't nobody else tell me that I shouldn't do it anymore I have to get to that point on my own right. and a couple years before I met my husband I remember being like you know Am I even going to get married? And I'm like, no, God, I know that I'm crafted to be somebody's wife. Shana. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know, I knew for a fact that I was not going to be single. And I fasted and I prayed and I fasted and I prayed some more. Side note, like, God knows when I start fasting, like, I'm serious because I like to eat. So... Yeah. If I turn down my play, I'm serious. I got some serious work. I need to, I need to know. I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Please. Hear clearly. Clear. Mm-hmm. Write it down. I don't know whatever you got to do to mm-hmm. get it to me. Lord. So, I'm in that mode, and I'm like, tell me something. Mm-hmm. And I tell, I tell my husband this story, and he doesn't believe me. I knew that I was going to name, I was going to marry somebody named Marcus. It wasn't me. It wasn't. It wasn't you. <laughs> Even though we knew each other. Yes. You not mine. You somebody else's. Someone else's. But <laughs> I knew for a fact that I was going to marry somebody named Marcus. And when I tell you I wasn't like hyper alert for like somebody named Marcus when I heard that. Indeed. And I didn't meet any Marcuses. Indeed. I, I kind of want to say I probably only met like one other Marcus before I met my husband Marcus. Mm-hmm. And like even... I don't even think I really met another Marcus. Like, I may have met one other one or so. Mm-hmm. But that's such a common name. 
So for me to not meet or like really get to know even another Marcus until I met my husband, like mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's like saying you're not gonna meet somebody with the name Ashley. Like the, these are just common names. Right. But um and but like I have even kind of forgot it until me and him were about to get married and then I'm like oh wait, let me backtrack. So he told me his name was going to be Marcus, and he told me that it was going to be a whirlwind romance. So things were going to go very fast, and it did. <laughs> From the time that we said we were exclusive to us getting married, it was only four months. Listen, <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> when she had told me, y'all, I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you need to meet him. I'm like, hold up. Four months. I'm like, all right. And I think the first time that I ever met Marcus was at one of your, um, I think it may have been like your second anniversary Mm -hmm. of Jimmy. Mm -hmm. I think that was the first time that I met him. Really? Yeah. And because I I think we we always, like I'll call you and then like I hear him in the background and then we all just start getting on the phone and start talking together. I'm just like, who is this dude? And, you know, dude, cool. Like, Marcus is legit. Like, wholeheartedly. He's funny as all hell, though. Don't tell him that. Oh, he's going to hear it now anyway. <laughs> but but anyway, go ahead. So, um, yeah, like the time that we decided to be exclusive to us getting married was only four years um, he told me that the next time that he got into a relationship, four um, I'm sorry, four months, yes, we've been married four years. Oh, look, four and four. Four, four. Jay Z's out. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, he didn't want to just get into a relationship willy nilly. He knew that if he ever met, you know, the right woman, like he would. It, he would like go into it wholeheartedly, but he didn't want to just date anybody. So that's why he was kind of like apprehensive on getting into the relationship. And it was like we we did a courthouse wedding the first time around, and even like the couple of days before, like we had got you know the appointment set or the wedding date set, I guess. And I'm like, God, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> Am I doing it? This is fast. Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, I want to sit back, I want to see how you act. Because yeah. a lot of times when you're dating somebody, mm-hmm. they don't even really show their true selves mm-hmm. like the first six, nine months. Yeah. Like you're dating their representative. That's good. And I wanted to see who the real one was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and God had to take me back. Like, remember, I told you a thing, and I told you it was going to go fast and the flow with it. I'm like, but that, you did say but that. that had to take so much trust and mm-hmm. like being vulnerable, not only with yourself but with God and then like this person that you were about to marry. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, God, you said this is it. I have no choice but to trust your word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's like it, it, it was definitely a whirlwind. I wouldn't take it back. Even with the struggles that me and him have gone through, because I, I really have the mindset of 
every decision that you make and everything that happens to you, mm-hmm. it makes you who you are today. And like me sitting here right here today, like I'm blessed, I'm good. And if I did even just one, even minor thing differently, yeah. it could have altered this in some sort yeah. of way. And for us, again, to know each other for 10 years is you are a completely different person from when we did meet. Mm-hmm. And you said something that was so crucial before you got into like your, your, your story with meeting your husband and marrying him. You said you have to heal yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and that's just a life move. Like, you know, for anybody to get into any type of relationship or I would say even in any business, like if you have a business partner that may have done you wrong, mm. like you can't be like very vindictive and be like, yo, you stole my idea or you you took my money. Like, take them, take them to, take them to court. You know what I'm saying? But before you move into something else, um, relationship-wise, healing is so key. Like healing, prayer, um, I know how that feels to be like willing to give your heart to somebody and then all of a sudden it's just like this ain't it. Mm-hmm. it it takes time like and I, I say this wholeheartedly do not rush the process mm-hmm. do not rush the whole process like if you have to seek out counseling yeah. to do so do that and I want to kind of like break this stigma like in the black culture, in the black community, saying that we don't need counseling. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. Yes, it is. That is a lie. Um, a lot of older, um, seasoned black people, um, like their grandmothers, told them, like, listen, all you need is Jesus and your pastor. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Those are awesome, awesome people. But you also need to utilize resources. And, you know, counseling gives you a different perspective on how to cope and to heal, Mm -hmm. but then also to get back up and to live. So um, I want to just break that. Like, all people need counseling. All people need healing. Like, even the biggest bosses, CEOs, they can have all the money in the world, but then if life takes them by storm, they all need it. So, yeah. So I just want to kind of put that plug in there. So you said healing was crucial for you to find your husband. Yes, I had to learn how to be by myself. I had to figure out what Christian likes. Because mm. I had been in that relationship so long and... You know, five years at 22, yeah, I was like something like that. Like, I'm 33 now, but 22-year, or five-year relationship at 22 years old, that feels like an eternity. You know, at 33, it doesn't feel like that long. (laughs) But I knew what, I knew who I was in that relationship, but I didn't know who I was outside of that relationship. What does Christiane like? What does she like to do? What does she like to eat? How does she talk to herself? Yeah. And I didn't go to therapy at the time, but I really just started to like read and 
be by myself and figure out like what I wanted to do and what I like to do. But I like I completely agree on the therapy piece. Like I I did a couple years of therapy, you know, post marriage because that transition of being from single to married, I needed support. Yeah. Because to go from I do what I want and I ain't gotta be accountable to anybody to now I'm, you know, life partners Basically. with this person and I didn't know how to adjust. And like counseling really, really helped that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's part of the transition that you see today because you said I'm like a completely different person. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, being knowing and even you don't have to have a problem to go to therapy. You probably just need somebody that you can go and talk to and it's going to be a locked box and ain't nobody going to know. Indeed. So even if you just need somebody to talk to, like seriously, go to therapy and I love it. Mm. Like, I love therapy. Oh yeah, (laughs) I am currently seeing um, a a therapist counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, As mentioned, like nothing is wrong, but you know, life comes at me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need somebody to talk to. I just need to cry on your couch. Absolutely. And I've done that plenty of times. Ain't nothing like a good cry. Mm-mm. A good ugly cry too. <laughs> I do those all the time. Like if I go to church, it's just like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but it's when I do those ugly cries, though, it's just like when I've been Yeah, it's like I've been running. And then God just hit me like boom. Son, I need you to talk. I need to talk to you. And be like, God, what you say? Yeah, that happened to me a few days ago. But (laughs) it is, it is. Uh, So now, four years in, Mm -hmm. how, what benefits of marriage do you enjoy? Like, do you enjoy all of it? Um, Being with someone, like you're healed. Like, how has marriage enhanced you as a as a woman, as a as a wife, as a, a businesswoman, and a uh, a mentor? I told you this is gonna be good. Well, sex is good. There you go. Uh. <laughs> there you go. Bang. Uh. <laughs> Bang. And like, I I don't even feel really odd saying that because mm-hmm. marriage, part of marriage is sex. Yeah, God created it. Like, it's come be- on. It's beautiful. Have it. Under the covenant of marriage. Even though we've all sinned and fall short of the glory. But go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, and I, like, okay, honestly, that's part of the reason that me and him got married so fast, too. Because we were waiting. And... We have waited long enough. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I always wanted, I always want to remain in God's hand. Right. Like I, I, I don't ever need to be outside of His palms. So, you know, we made that decision. Like, hey, let's go get married, and yeah, that's what we did. Um, other than that, I would say that I have. A big mirror. Um, Marcus 
husband Marquez is (laughs) um, a big mirror to who I really am. Meaning, I did not realize that I was selfish until I got married. But he, you know, had to point that out. (laughs) And I also did not realize that... um, It it came just that fast. But no, like, I didn't realize that I I had selfish tendencies. Because, like, you know, when you're single, you don't have to be accountable to anybody else. He is also a businessman. So we're able to constantly encourage each other. And I think that's a big help for both Jim and me and uh, Christian Joy. And then also with Peer Pantry, which is his business. Because sometimes the business world will beat you up. You get a little discouraged. As an entrepreneur, there's a a couple months where you could be kicking butt. Mm -hmm. You don't made this sale, made this partnership, met this person. And then it'll be dry like the Sahara for a couple months after that. And you're like, but I'm still the same person. What was going on? So, you know, just being able to encourage another person in that um, it's vulnerability. I have somebody that I can cry in front of, and he doesn't judge me, and that's awesome. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if everybody really has somebody like that, but that's that's super important. And then just me and him are best friends. Um, so even if we're not doing marriage stuff, you know whatever that is bills and whatnot but like we can literally sit down on the couch and have fun we can go for a walk and have fun we can always make a joke we can always have fun together Mm -hmm. so i have a lifelong laughing partner indeed yeah he he's a big mirror he oh i know what i was going to say he he's also the first one to point out that i have a issue with a little bit of pride. Uh, just a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, like, it was so odd when he said that because, like, my flesh rejected that. <laughs> which is proud in itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I had always equated pride to pumping myself up mm-hmm. of, oh, I'm better than you. Oh, look what I'm doing. Which I'm none of that. Mm-hmm. Even like earlier in the podcast, I was like, you know, this isn't Jim and me. Right. And I really do say that as humbly as possible. But like he pointed out like the fact that I don't really like constructive criticism. And I don't like, uh, I always don't like listening to people. But I'm working on, God's working on me. But you know, you, and the and that's the other thing too, like, Somebody needs to call out your mess mm-hmm. because sin grows in the dark. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And if it's called out in the light, you know, I can, well, God can work through me to fix it. Indeed. But if it was just festering in the dark, who knows what that would go into. Pride coming before a fall. Guess who does not want to fall? This one right here. Mm-hmm. So it, it was good that he pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> to 
have to have that mirror on you be like, listen, girl, you is selfish. You is prideful. You know, that just remind me of the, uh, the help. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. Mm-hmm. But instead, you is prideful. You is selfish. You need some help. Like, don't talk to me like that, Nico. But, but nonetheless, man, like I'm a uh, happy, happy for you. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, we are about to wrap it up. This has been a very, very funny, um, <laughs> very uh, enlightening, very educational. Um, so, like, if anybody is ever interested in getting in contact with you, what is your social media handles? For Jim and me, it's, you know, Jim and me on Instagram. G-E-M-N-M-E. It's, so think of it as like finding a gem inside yourself, like a gemstone. And then for me personally, I am on Facebook and Instagram as Christian Joy. K-R-I-S-T-I-A-U-N-J-O-Y. And then you can also email me if you need help with LLC or 501c3. Christianjoy at gmail.com. God bless you. Um, I don't think I've ever given out my social media information. Mm-hmm. And don't do not do it. Don't, don't do it. And okay. she'd be like, you need to do it. Well, I had, to, I had to pull up my phone to actually look up my stuff, which is so sad. Um, so, I have two IG pages. Um, you can catch me at BU, which is B-E-Y-O-U underscore Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-Z underscore. So, BU underscore Cortez underscore. That's the personal page. Now, my... Uh, my good old business page for Give them the yeah it's personal blog let's talk with Marcus it's let's talk which is one word underscore Marcus M-A-R-Q-U-I-S and then on Facebook you can just find me at Marcus M-A-R-Q-U-I-S C Davis and then my Facebook Give it all. business under my podcast is Let's Talk with Marcus C. So, first time for everything, I did it. Um, Now, again, I am not going to be gone for three months. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to be gone for three months, but it has been, uh, it's been a pleasure. And I, Mm Yo, was good. We doing a live. No, it was just a video. Oh, we live, baby. But nonetheless, y'all, um, be sure to follow her. Follow her. Um, <laughs> follow all of her business endeavors and everything. Um, so, July thirteenth. July thirteenth is I see with Jim and me. Mm-hmm. And once again, I am sponsoring three young ladies to go. So that's good old $30. Three zero. Classy as Cortez. Ooh, you're welcome. 
<laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time. <laughs> I will see y'all. I will talk to y'all later. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Peace. Thank you.